May the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, May the Life Force Be With You, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. This episode of May the Life Force Be With You is brought to you by Moment Company and The Moment Pebble. The Moment Pebble is a beautiful, natural stone, light-guided breathing device and is a unique gift for someone who needs that gentle reminder to stop and take a break, to take moments throughout their busy day and to practice mindfulness. Just head over to momentcompany.co, that's momentcompany.co and enter the code LIFEFORCE at checkout to receive an exclusive 10% podcast discount. So our intention for this episode is to talk about old Lang Syne, <laughs> is to tune into the new year and consider maybe integrate the old year and as always our intention with this conversation is to inspire everybody listening to think feel uh, and work with their life force energy more. thank you for that and um <laughs> You beat me to one of the things that I wanted to talk about, or one of the things that I, you know, I considered um, with our recording this as a new year kind of special is that new year in Scotland is big. For anyone that isn't Scottish, big. New year is what it's like. Our, it's like Thanksgiving is to to Americans. Like we love New Year in Scotland. Um, so much so we have a unique name for it, um, which is Hogmanay, and that's New Year's Eve. Um, and so for anybody Why that is isn't, it? that's a great question. That is a great question. I'm not, so there's, I, I did a little bit of research and we were going to talk about this. And Hogmanay <laughs> has a number of different possible sources, uh, you know, um, heritage and some say it's gaelic which makes sense with french and you know the gaelic and gaelic kind of makes sense um others say that there is a nordic and norse um background to it which i feel also makes sense and then um greek as well so the root of it in greek apparently is holy month so that's what it means um and then there's also um you know it goes it goes back again if we look at the norse times it's considered a celebration of winter solstice which is a follow-on from our really conversation yeah so and then there's the near year the new year and and so there has different um different background and connotations and the the rituals the uh traditions behind it have have evolved and changed over the years as well there you go and so what's the traditional hogmanay in scotland hogmanay hogmanay <laughs> <laughs> we call it Hogmanay down, down south or, or <laughs> in the other country that is in 
or hoot nanny that Jules Holland calls it on radio on BBC Two. It's a famous <laughs> musical event on New Year's Eve as well. So there's one of the traditions is called. Oh, I, I actually just just quickly on the um the heritage, which I thought you would um appreciate. It's also the Siwen um kind of Siwen. Is that how you say it? Siwen, Siwen kind of. Yeah, Sawain is another. Yeah, Sawain is another word that people can't say based yeah, on how it's spelled. There you go. Yeah, so it it's connected to Hogmanay um, as well, and that kind of winter solstice and that kind of time in between the New Year and, and Christmas and 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 or solstice and the New Year. Um, so there's there, there's a ton of of different um, sources. That's interesting because the pagan calendar, Samhain, is Samhain is Halloween. So, in the pagan calendar, the year starts at in Samhain on Halloween. That's the new year. Obviously, it's then become the winter solstice. In modern times, it's it's January. Um, and my guides often. My guides say that the most accurate one for our times is actually the Chinese one. <laughs> and so they have this thing that January is a bridge month. January, mm-hmm. the whole month is when the year ends and kind of wraps up and then the new year begins. And they say that starts from the solstice mm-hmm. and you have this like transition of the year time. And so... That Scottish instinct um, is definitely aligned with that guidance. By this yeah, time. definitely. And there's this, so there's the Gaelic celebration of Samhain, again, depending on the, and then Vikings and and the and and other Nordic countries had the Yule and Yuletide, um, and so there's that kind of there's the different types of traditions and and things that are that kind of what 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 do we call it now like the in between days there's a phrase that's used I can't I can't think what it is that those like days where you don't know what day of the week it is and you just get yeah. lost because there's no routine and your life force energy is just basically topped up by you know Baileys and chocolate or whatever it is that's your that's your boat pigs and blankets I don't know um. And and yeah, it's it, it's a strange kind of time to rest and and reflect. I guess what's going in into the new year, but some of the other traditions. So you asked about traditions in Scotland. Mm. So we have something very unique called first footing, which um. Okay. So <laughs> I love the fact that you don't know that about this. This is awesome because uh, obviously <laughs> we have our rituals, and I'm like, this is what we do in Scotland. So I remember my English family when I was little coming up to stay with us um, and they're going, this is bizarre. What do you mean you all just start your parties at midnight? So in England, it blows me away that people um, like go out and they celebrate and, you know, it chimes midnight and then they all go to bed. When it chimes midnight in Scotland, that's when you start partying and you do something. I love that. And so you then go and first foot and first footing is when you go um, to someone else's house and you take a gesture of goodwill for the new year. And you, you know, laterally you would take um, 
you know, shortbread or a bottle of whiskey or a drink or something like that. Um, but you don't have to know the person that comes to your house. And I remember my mum, who's English, her family coming to stay with us and they're going, what do you mean you don't know that person that you've just invited in and sitting <laughs> in the room having a glass of whiskey? And we're like, it's New Year. That's what you do. You just go around people's houses. So you see a, a light on and a door open and you walk in and you wish them Happy New Year. But you have That's to have amazing. You have to have a gesture with you because it brings good luck to you and to the home that is recipient. So you always bring something with you when you first foot. And in the sort of 1960s, when it started, it was around gifts for children and kind of like around fighting poverty, but also a lump of coal. And it goes with the saying in Scottish, lang may your lum reek, which my dad used to say. Say that again. <laughs> lang may your lum reek. <laughs> have a guess any ideas no long something about long yeah so the official phrase long, only because of lang syne i presume lang syne yeah. is the old long year end right so yeah so, i've got the long go on <laughs> Lang may your lum, so lum is chimney and reek smoke. Or as my dad used to say, long may your chimney continue to perpetuate smoke. So it's a, it's, it means good luck. It means good luck and warmth which, and health to your home. Which is like a life force blessing. It basically is. You know, it's like may yeah. your house be warm. Yeah. You know, may your fire be burning. May your fire always burn. That's love. And so the tradition was you would have a lump of coal. Uh, and my friend and I were talking about it today. I'm sure, I don't know if we made this up, but I feel there's also tradition that it, if a tall, dark, handsome man crossed the threshold or was the first person to cross your threshold, it was particularly good luck. I wonder if that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how we celebrate. And then obviously I was going to finish up by saying that um, we sing Auld Lang Syne, which is a Rabbi Burns poem. Yeah. And that's now synonymous. I mean, we sing it too. Well, we don't, we don't yeah. sing it. We sing the Old Lang Syne bit and yeah. everybody just mumbles the rest. <laughs> but like we do, everybody goes, da-da, an Old Lang Syne. Nobody actually knows the rest of the words. Um, maybe they do in Scotland. <laughs> Definitely don't. It's, it's a very, very popular um song obviously so should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind should old acquaintance be forgot and the days of Al Lang Syne so that's and then we'll drink a cup of kindness for the sake of Al Lang Syne for Al Lang Syne my dear okay I'm not gonna go but so that's that's just some of them but, See, but you it's... know the words like in England nobody knows the words nobody does like the pubs are like and old lang we only know the old lang syne bit a hundred percent along with bonnie bonnie banks of loch lomond it's like the final song at many a scottish gathering so um caledonia but um so yeah that's some of the traditions that that we have that are different and it is about marking the end of the year it's about a gesture of goodwill good faith um, good luck and fortune that you share in your community and it's also why in Scotland we have the 2nd of January off as a public holiday because everybody's still drunk because they don't start partying until that's what I was going to say 
<laughs> you are a non-drinker and is it but I was how is how is Hogmanay in Scotland when you don't drink I <laughs> don't believe I have had done it. a New Year's in Scotland <laughs> no I haven't so bad. Uh, but, but actually Karila on that point the last two years I have spent my New Year Eve by Hogmanay and then my New Year's Day with you you have. I have the last two you have. years. Mm-hmm. And you is very sober. I, I very just sober. have this thing, you know, that for me, I think it's really important to honor the end of the year, and then it's really important to start your year well. Like, I have it. Like, for me, I want to start my year well. And it used to upset me so much when I would spend the first day of the year Mm -hmm. hungover, eating rubbish food and watching rubbish TV. And I know so many people do that, and I don't want to be judgmental, but I felt like I was starting my year on a, like, lower vibrate. Like, I thought I was doing a disservice to myself. I was like, you can be hungover any other day of the year. <laughs> like, but don't start your year like that. Um, I, I agree. I agree. And I have to say that the two years, how many New Year's have I had sober? Four? And the last two that I've spent with you in ceremony in different ways, shapes, and forms um, were transformative. They really were because it did give me a different perspective on the year ahead. It gave me a different energy. I had the chance to stop on New Year's Eve uh, on Hogmanay and, 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 you know, reflect and be kind to myself and have a gentle entry into the new year and not to be like crash bang wallop and emotional times. And, you know, it, it, it was soft. It was kind. It was um, fun, you know. And, and and a different type of experience. And to me, that felt an important way in, to market in my time that I'm having now. So to be, for those of you that don't know what Krilla does, but to be held in kind of dance, in music, in guided meditation, with cacao, with beautiful, you know, well, that's, release. That's Grazia, who I've already said yeah. we'll have on the show. She does an amazing, Grazia and Michelle really do all of the dance and the cacao and... They do an amazing, sober, conscious, curtain, heart-opening New Year celebration. That has been my regular New Year for three years, maybe. And then, well, in New Year's Eve, we did eight hours yeah. in sauna and we sweat lodged our way into the new year with chakra cleansing. Okay. And that was amazing. You're getting it the wrong way around. That's Grazia's New Year's Eve and then New Year's yeah. Day. New Year's Day, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, the sound. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing to, you know, the sweat and sound. Um, you know, my guide, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but my guides say that sweat is the first medicine. They're like... You should, before you do anything else, before you take any other medicine, sweat. (laughs) And um, so I'm like, the first day of the year, and, you know, sound is our primary sense. It's our our first uh, way we understand the world. 
And so for me, sweating and sounding <laughs> feels like nice first things to do on the first day of the year and just sweating the old year out because, you know, the old year, I think it's so important to me in gratitude for old Lang Syne. Mm-hmm. But also, you don't want to carry the stuff that you've done in the year before into the new year, you know? Um, yeah, you want to sweat it out. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. It was a huge form of, of release and transformation, me doing that. It really was. That's when I got hooked on the Carilla drug. I was like, there's something in this. <laughs> I need more. I need more. And actually last year. There so was that, No, so that was, yeah, so that was two years ago. And then I also came to you um, right after the new year because I'd had such a transformative, like, sober, I know it's not for everybody, but I'd had the sober, reflective um, kind of year. And I was like, okay, I need some more Karela magic for this year turning into 2023. And I came to speak to you. And, and have a channel session with you. And it was in that session that we started to talk about, or you'd said, I think we're supposed to work together. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy you came for that because we couldn't do the sweat that year because the big sweat was closed. The big beach box that we used for a big group wasn't open because they were doing building work. And, you know, it's amazing what what happened. You know, I've been very grateful for the sweat because I know the sweat is the reason you came to that session. Mm-hmm. And then that session is really the reason we have made the life force be with you. And this new year, we have something new and exciting starting as well, which I am just so excited about which is the Life Force Cafe starts on the first day of the year. Tell everybody more, Karila. So the Life Force Cafe, basically, if you're a May the Life Force Be With You regular, we, I don't know about you guys, but we've been coming out of the conversations going, we'd really like to go deeper with that person or we'd really like to explore that more. Like, so many questions. So many. <laughs> and so the Life Force Cafe is a uh, online subscription where we will go deeper and people are going to do workshops and uh, the guests are going to come in and do workshops or q a's or deep dives we're gonna do uh stuff fiona's gonna bring all of her mindfulness knowledge in i'm gonna bring all of the channel knowledge in it's also going to be lots and lots of community because as scottish new year teaches you actually one of the most life force giving things is being in community and and helping each other it it and there's going to be a massive library with all sorts of contents for how to how to improve your life was is I just love it I'm so excited about it every time I talk about it I'm like whoa the life force cafe um and also a chance to to, um, 
Yeah, well, it's also, I see it as a great chance for people to give us some feedback too. So what are the areas of life force that, that you're really interested in that we can explore? Um, there's an opportunity to kind of contribute in, in that regard and to ask us questions. And we'll, we'll hold those live sessions each month. Um, and, you know, we're here to offer that support as well. Maybe some people have some challenges they'd like to ask the community, you know, for help with, or they have certain curiosities around different types of kind of life force practices or modalities that we can also share um, and encourage that community behind the conversations that we're having. So I feel like it has a life force of its own. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. As does this show, I think. <laughs> I want to come back to your new year, though, because you're going to be sweating for a different reason. Yes. <laughs> yes. What What are you doing on New Year, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day? How are you hogmaneying? Have I said it right? Hogmaneying. Hogmaneying. Close. So I'm I'm here with I uh, in Australia with my oldest friend we've been friends since preschool since four we're four years old um so friends for 46 years it's quite incredible uh and i'm at her house and I'm very lucky she has a lovely pool um and three amazing kids and it's quite likely that we're all just going to have a party and hang out at the pool and have a bit of a dance around and i've probably spent oh i don't know i've spent a good few new years here in the past um so yeah I, I know the community around here it's great and we'll probably just kind of stay at home and then dog walks on the beach new year's day i i kind of prefer new year's day to new year's eve for me there's a sense of release that comes with the anticipation of new year which i've always found to be quite a disappointment <laughs> what did you do on the millennium by the way how did you mark that the mill the millennium i was in london um watching the fireworks on the river i wasn't quite old enough to go clubbing i think you know how i spent it 50 how did you spend it i lived in glasgow at the time and i worked for hilton hotels and i worked on the it help desk and i got paid half my year's salary which was about three pounds fifty to work new year's eve in case all the computers went down in the um hotels and so it was the Y2K project. And I'd spent the year before going around all the hotels <laughs> telling how to use computers. This is how old it was <laughs> when you think about it now. And I watched Ali G on a wheeled in TV with the pack of <laughs> And that's how I brought in like the new year. And then I also had, I think I managed to finish slightly early and, and went with some friends to like a, a local bar in, in Glasgow. But it was, it was just, not quite how I'd imagine spending New Year and, and first day of, of, of 2000. It's funny you mentioned that because, like, I have this, we were talking last night one of the community times about, you know, how lucky younger people are these days because they're so conscious and, they, you know, they're being brought up by more conscious people and, you know, there's this greater awareness of support and everything like that. And people on the group were saying, oh, I, just, I just, I wish I knew what it was like to be given what these younger people are given, like meditation and mindfulness practices when you're growing up. And I was like, yeah, 
But then you'd miss the last great party. Then you wouldn't get to go to the last great party of Pisces. And, the like, we partied hard. <laughs> like, the last party of Pisces was an amazing time to be young. <laughs> like, I bet that even though you did computers and what's it, when you went out, it was amazing. Well, <laughs> you know? I'm ten years. I'm ten years older than you, so my my party days were in the nineties and the late eighties and early nineties. Which 90s. is part of the which is part of the last great party of the Pisces. To yeah. me, like the whole of the last part of the twentieth century, yeah, is the greatest party of the end of the Piscean era. And I am like, it was such a good party. It was. Um, it was. It, and, and what I was do- your best New Year? In terms of Piscean New Year, what was your greatest? <laughs> um, probably my first year in Australia, I think. Like I had some fun ones as teenagers. We used to all gather. I said to my friends, said, you have to talk about the steeple in my hometown, Arbroath. We used to all gather at the steeple, which was like the centre of town. And the, the New Year's would get marked by the clock donging and you'd all you don't you get a snog under the Christmas tree you know new year and that was very exciting when you were like 16 17 um <laughs> there's those years and then and then I I think probably um and then you probably my first time in Australia and I went to the Sydney fireworks which obviously is globally considered like worst uh, marking the best and I, and we had a picnic, some really dear friends of mine who live over here, and we got a picnic blanket out and sat on Goat Island. We had to get a boat there, and we watched the fireworks from the Harbour Bridge. So that was pretty special. That sounds really special. And I love fireworks, actually. I know animal lovers, uh, people with pets do not love yeah. them. I feel like fireworks have this way of filling people where they fill people with this wonder and life force energy you know there's something about the beauty of them and I think we've talked before about how fire is very giving of life force energy to us and I think fire in that form just repairs your life force energy in a really magical way so I really like so what Fireworks. about the new year? Then, so this is we're gonna obviously this is our our new year, and we're talking about New Year's Eve and that marking of it. But what is what does mm. the first week of the new year mean to you and your life force? And and do you make resolutions? Are you a you know a, a I'm a mind map person. I sit down on the first of every month and mind map rather than resolutions. I kind of plot out almost like a manifestation time. Is it a powerful manifestation period? Or is it more of a reflective? What's your thoughts on that? So, like I said before, my guidance is that actually a better new year is in bulk. Yeah. Which is kind of the Chinese new year. It's the beginning of February. There's so much evidence for that being a better time in terms of what's going on in your physical body and energy body for manifestation and for new like for new year's resolutions in particular january is like the worst time because because like your body's in a in a rhythm if you're in the wind if you're in the northern hemisphere it will be different for you in australia but like 
your body's in a rhythm of stillness and slowing down and actually there's this surge of energy come in bulk which is the beginning of spring which is all about new and breaking through and things like that and so I, I probably will do a new I usually set some kind of intention that I never really remember I don't I don't do anything like I'm going to go to the gym five times a week I don't do any of that kind of stuff I um do usually pick a word that mm-hmm. is my intention that I would like it to be like a broad stroke intention I feel like that's more fitting for January and the bridge month and then it can be refined come come yeah. February and in bulk interactions and things like that and so are you able to yeah, share I kind of use are you yeah. able to share what some of your previous words might have been as inspiration no, no. I can't remember them <laughs> I think last winter I was going through a really deep abundance wound. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine I that think I picked was. abundance and I know I was going through a total abundance uh, winter and really struggling. And so I, I would imagine that it would have been something like worthiness but abundance something around it will be my word is always in response to my life so whatever's not flowing it will be about and so I would imagine that I I picked something like abundance or worthiness just based on where I was at last winter Mm -hmm. yeah I feel that you've mentioned abundance before I feel that I feel that was the case and that can mean so many different things <laughs> yeah, I mean abundance is you know <laughs> whenever I pick abundance I'm like am I sure I want to do this because I know what this means. It means like uh <laughs> it means uh, like rug pulled un- out from under you, big shift, upgrading. But I think that winter I was so it's, I don't normally get into the like collective consciousness, but I'd got caught in the collective field of all of the worry about the energy bills and the, like I'd really got Scarcity. attuned to that. And so I was really in that place last winter. Um, I'm really, 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 yeah, I was struggling for sure in that area Mm. so I'm I'm pretty sure it would be and you know what's so interesting is let's say I picked worthiness (laughs) I've then worked with all of these mountains and mountains are the embodiment of worthiness and I was recently in Glastonbury which is a place for wishing and intending Mm -hmm. and I was taken up the tour where there's a place where the ley lines cross and if you stand on it you can do really powerful manifestation 
And I noticed that normally in my manifestations where you get like a wish opportunity, abundance always comes into it. And I noticed that there was no need for that in my system. There was no energy of like, I don't have this in my in my field, in my system. So if it was my intention, it worked out. What about you? Tell me more about the mind mapping and your intentions, resolutions, your... Um, well, I, tend your... To, I started this, actually, the first year I moved to Australia, um, and I sat on a beach in Melbourne on first and wrote this, and it was... Um, I usually have a word in the middle, that is a word of the year, whatever that might be. Sometimes it's just me in the middle because that's what feels like it needs to be. And then I usually then just start doodling away and there's usually a health, a wealth, a love and a kind of friendship or a kind of, you know, activity-based thing as well. And and lots of times there's lines that, you know, correlate with each other and, you know, there's usually some kind of, you know, I guess it's the three-legged stool. You need your good health and, mm. you know, and, and the money and the happiness. And it's kind of like how you, you manage, I manage each of those. And so I set some form of, of small goals, but it doesn't always have to be something that it's a goal. It can also be how I want to feel mm. as well, doing those things and what I'm inspired by and what I want to do more of. And actually that's a really little simple exercise that Alex and I have taken into our moment company um, uh, program is that when we do the coaching, you know, we ask what brings you joy? What hmm. you want to throw out? What do you want to stop not, not, not serving you? And then what do you want to do more of? What, what interests you, what you're curious about? And those three places are a really good way to start. If someone's like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what my new year's resolutions are. I don't even know how I'm feeling right now if you can find joy in something and it can be in the smallest of things, it doesn't have to be, you know, everything at work is perfect or everything in my family life is perfect. It can be, you know, I just really love coffee in the morning. I'm like, great, write that down, you know? And then the throw out doesn't always have to be something awful. And it's okay sometimes if you've nothing to throw out, don't, don't search for something to be upset yeah. about. It's okay if we don't have anything there. The one that I really like is the, the I'd like to do more of or I'd like to start because it shows intention it shows curiosity um and a little bit of excitement around starting something new because usually that's because there's an interest or a calling or an intention behind something where then you can work on well what is that longer term goal but focusing on the long-term goal without the what would I like to start? It's kind of hard to know where your destination is. So I feel that's the most important question out of all of those pieces and kind I, of for new year. I love those questions. I think those questions are a wonderful, a wonderful way to start the year. And I think if you are doing the traditional hogmany and getting drunk and being hungover, it's fine to do it any time in January, actually. I think it's good to be asking those questions throughout that month. Um, The reason I love them from a life voice point of view is because I feel like they are, you know, joy... Joy is very life force connected. My guidance is... They, my guides describe joy 
as the feeling of receiving to the point of overflowing. And so when you're doing something with joy, you mm-hmm. are fully alive with it. You're fully overflowing with your own life force energy or the life force energy. And then I, I love that the questions also invite curiosity and new because new new my guides also say like new always has loads of life force energy in it so like do not do exactly the same thing you've done last year that is the way to age (laughs) that is the way to lose your life force energy what keep learning keep nourishing you know curiosity is such a wonderful a wonderful way to discover the new because a lot of new creates stress which is losing life force energy whereas when it's like joyful and curious and mm-hmm. so yeah I just think it's genius I think it's brilliant those questions and I want to ask you what what new thing are you going to do <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't decided yet so last year I set myself goal I think I mentioned it on my um on a previous podcast where I had mind body spirit so I wanted to do something yes. to my mind I, I studied um generative consultant coaching I wanted to do something for my body so I did high rocks training and push my body to new limits and then for my soul I did ayahuasca so that's that's how I kind of set intention for this year and I wanted to do that all before I turned 50 this year I turned 50 so I think I'll probably go into a corner and cry for a little bit and then I'll come out and find out <laughs> what it means. And um, I'm not rushing into anything to your point, Karila. I'm going to, I'm going to let it unfold and being in a different environment like I am now in Australia. And it's actually interesting. Alex and I were talking about it this morning where I'm kind of in a routine cause I'm familiar with this part of the world and the people in it, but I'm not in my home routine. So I'm kind of finding a routine, which is in holiday mode but isn't so it's kind of like I'm in some kind of suspended it's kind of the perfect reality where you have a routine doing the things that you love but you're not you don't feel stuck in it because it's still new so short long answer to your question is I'll keep you posted (laughs) that's amazing I like that you're gonna take your time and I think it's definitely worth it when you're changing decade, which we both are. We both are. You know, next year we're both changing decades. I'm turning 40 and that that's always a big, a new decade is a big thing, you know? Mm-hmm. We should find a numerologist to come on and give us some insight into what the, the having, having four and the five in front of us and what that kind of does to our kind of life force energy and our perception of life force as well um and what it means through the ages that would be a great conversation that would be a great conversation right that's that's an intent somebody suggest us a numerologist. somebody listening find us a numerologist that's that's may the life force be with you <laughs> intention <laughs> is uh that's life <laughs> we turn decades <laughs> yeah exactly. it's, it's really it amazes me how relevant our conversations are because I actually had a um session with David last night who is 
our first guest on the Life Force Cafe. And yeah, his conversation was just mind blowing. And I had a session with him because I was like, I'm so disorganized. I need to know where my Saturn is. I need to know about my Saturn because I'm so bad at order. So just to remind everybody, David Nichols is our, Nichol is the uh, astrologer we've had on the podcast and his episode is coming out just about the same time as this one. So if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. And if it's not out yet, listen to it when it goes live because he's amazing and he really helps us predicting 2024 and he's going to be doing more of that in the life force cafe session in january which i'm so excited about getting in depth into what 2024 has in store for us all in fact maybe we should all hold off on those intentions until we've listened to david's session yeah wait which is the end of january he's doing it so there we go because <laughs> 24 is epic but anyway i had this um I had this, yeah, wanting to understand my Saturn. And my Saturn is is law and order and being able to organize things and karma. And my Saturn is in Scorpio. And Scorpio is about, like, the big death and rebirth. Um, and... I had this beautiful realization as I was working with David, which is a very experiential way of working, that, you know, Saturn is also in charge of the great order. So I've always perceived it from my personality self as like, oh, Saturn is like doing spreadsheets. being like really tight you know and left brain and things that I reject in my personality self I suddenly understood that actually Saturn and particularly Saturn in Scorpio is this like it's the fact that the winter always shows up and the years change and the seasons change and and the kind of turnings of time and the reliability of time and the the order that comes from the honoring of the order and the the love and the safety and the reliability of the ever changing that comes from that great turning and it was really beautiful because I suddenly felt the love of this archetypal aspect that I'd kind of rejected on a personality level. And how beautiful, you know, we live in quite, it's like there's so little safety and yet time and the passage of time is actually so reliable, you know, like, our aging journey, our, our, uh, it happens to everybody. It's always going to come. Like, you know, time is like where we can find safety in times of great change. And especially, I think, if you don't resist it and complain about it, but fully surrender and honor it. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's, there's this power that you can lean into in such a beautiful reliable 
Right. It's so, so true and profound in that the, new, the, the years roll by, they go quickly, and there's something to be said about being as present as we possibly can in the moments to help slow time down in some instances. And um, that is a beautiful, beautiful reminder as we say um, Happy New Year in this episode. And, and I guess uh, we've got a few things to follow up on. We have numerology. We have David. We'll post information on the Life Force Cafe membership. And from my perspective, the thing that I would like to say to close is Lang may your lum reek. <laughs> I'm going to say it too. Lang may your lum reek. <laughs> may the life force be with you all. <laughs> Which is Scottish, but may the life force be with you. <laughs> we hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. (laughs) And may the life force be with all of us.